This podcast is sponsored by North Face. Use the code TAKE10 to get 10% off your next order online. Welcome to Group One's podcast. Today we're going to be talking about weathering heights. We're joined by Zarg Verani, uh, Ricardo Aguilar, and James Lee. We have a, we have another member, but he could not make it for this episode. He'll be in the next one, though. So yeah. Okay, let's get started. So we're going to start off with a little bit of. Uh, background knowledge so y'all know what's up with the story so our book is weathering heights um it's an interesting interesting book so far chapter one uh the 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 outline of it is basically that um the story starts as a writing piece in a diary in the year 1801 in uh, the town of Yorkshire. 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 Um, so essentially, the main character's name is Lockwood. He goes to meet his landlord, Mr. Heathcliff. Um, and his landlord lives in a house or area known as Weathering Heights. And um, it's significant, and the name is significant because it's known for all the storms and winds all that stuff that it withstands and the terrible conditions that they have at the time um so at first when Heathcliff meets Lockwood he's a little bit hesitant of him not knowing if he's somebody that he can trust or should trust um so just like anybody would he ends up leaving Lockwood in a room of wild dogs and locks him in there. So that was kind of the the overall base of the first chapter. Luckily, he was rescued by the maid of the house who let him out of the room. That's how basically chapter one ended. Um, Yeah. Yeah, so we want to go over some some of the uh, some of the setting. Yeah, so the setting of the story is set in like London in a blizzard, storm, and Yorkshire is. It doesn't have any you know nice weather. It's always stormy. Terrible, terrible yeah, weather. Yeah, it's always raining. It's like Georgia sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And worst, worst. worst. Yeah. And um. So like, uh, the characters also have a big influence on the setting. Yeah. Um, and the in the setting has a big influence on the characters yeah, as well. You know, like when you meet Heathcliff, the first instinct that you get from him, he he's he's described as like a tall, little darker, mm-hmm. handsomeish man. Yeah. Give or take. <laughs> Up to your opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't met him personally. So, yeah, I think that the setting can influence the characters because, you know, if you're in a town that's with terrible conditions and it's and you're living in this big house that everybody knows 
is always withstanding blizzards and storms and rains. Your mood and your and your and your actions are clearly not going to be positive. They're probably going to be negative. So I think I think that's a big thing on how the setting affects the characters. I think the characters also kind of reflect the setting because it goes like darkness and darkness, right? Like you have dark characters um, who you know are leaving people in rooms of wild dogs, mm -hmm. which is not the best thing to do. And then you also got terrible weather, which kind of complements each other. It's like a contrast of just Darkness. terrible mm -hmm. events. Bad vibes. Bad vibes all around. Yeah, one way, like, the setting influenced the characters is when, um, what's his name? He, uh, Lockwood, he, like, took the lantern, but they thought, like, he was, like, stealing. But he took it because he was, like, really cold. So, like, the setting affected his, like, action. And which caused like the him getting attacked by the dogs at the end. Yeah. So, I mean, in the second chapter of the book, like the characters' actions really show like how the story's gonna go, as how what's her name, the was it the Mr. Heathcliff's son's wife, daughter-in-law, daughter-in-law, yeah, daughter-in-law. Her actions, you know, she's rude. She's rude to uh, Lockwood and. You know, she's never seen him before, um, and Lockwood is like kind of creeped out, and Mr. Heathcliff acts weird, and we found out that his son dies. He died before. Maybe that's why he's always like kind of sad and can't believe people. And I mean, I don't know. I also think you know, like getting into getting into chapter two, um, it, it it starts with. Lockwood at his place at his own house and he's trying to start a fire but the his fireplace is being cleaned so he decides to take a walk over to Weathering Heights in my opinion I wouldn't walk four miles in the cold just to get some heat because it's not it doesn't you know that's just me could be wrong um, so he takes a stroll over to the good old Weathering Heights pulls up knocks on the door nobody's home so he gets in by some dude some some man lets him in mm -hmm. so he he doesn't he's unsure as to who it is but once he gets in he sees a girl and just you know just like james has said it, we find out that that girl is actually his daughter-in-law um at first he thinks that the the lady in the house is actually heathcliff's uh wife um but so he thinks that that's her, his wife so he kind of like gives some space but he's like asking a few questions like trying to figure out where Heathcliff's at all that stuff and she's just giving off bad vibes she's really mean even at the dinner table she's being like very rude for no reason she's very stubborn uh, so Heathcliff eventually comes home and he talks to Lockwood and he's like hey dude like that's my daughter-in-law and then he then goes to explain how she is a widow um, which, you know, it was kind of a brief thing. They didn't really, like, explain too much about yeah. it, but his, his son is, is no longer alive. Um, and then we even go to learn that the young man who let him in, because when he found out that that was his, um, that that was Heathcliff's daughter-in-law, he immediately assumed that the man that let him in was going to be Heathcliff's son or, yeah, her husband. Um, but then he was like, all right, you know, if, if she's a widow, then who is the man who let me in? He says his name's Hareton... Earnshaw, 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 um, who's not his son. So then, all in, all in all, you know, he has dinner. Um, things are, you know, going not great. But I mean, given everybody in the, and it's like, you know, it's really, 
uh, storming out there. There's a big blizzard. Yeah, everybody's moody. Everybody's not having it. So he's like, all right, you know, I'm going to head on home. It's getting late. Uh, he then asks, who can take me home? Nobody wants to take, Nobody him, wants home. take him home. Nobody likes him. Nobody likes him. Uber, everybody's rude. Call an Uber. Um, 1801, though, we didn't have Ubers back then. I'll call a horse. I'll take you. It was cold, so... Of course, he's like, all right, I got to go home. So he gets up at the house. He starts walking back. And right before he leaves the front yard of Weathering Heights, he sees a lantern with light. Assumes that the light would be helpful for him, obviously, you know, to get back home in this blizzard. He grabs the light with no bad intention. However, a guard, it was a gardener? Gardner. The housekeeper. Housekeeper, housekeeper. Housekeeper. Housekeeper sees him taking it assumes that he is stealing and starts screaming oh my god stealing you know because a lantern is the most precious thing in that mansion so he then lets out attack dogs wild dogs i guess are the biggest thing for these people i don't know why maybe it's the thing in 1800s he lets out these dogs dogs attack lockwood lockwood starts bleeding out his nose gets mauled gets mauled it was not pretty it got the dogs off you know it's fine, I guess. Who let the dogs out? Who? Who? Oh. So, <laughs> they did that. They did that. They let him, they did that. And then he ended up having to spend the night at Wuthering Heights. Mm-hmm. All in all, chapter two ended. was not a happy ending for anybody except for Heathcliff. Um, uh, some of the sensory detail is um, uh, weathering, which is like, in weathering, the, um, the climate is really bad. And it like helps you... Um, understand like the setting um some other um sensory details are it's like imagery um just when he states um on opening the little door two hairy monsters flew at my throat like it just helps you um like know what's happening in the story and like picture it a little bit better. yeah let the reader understand to feel the fear that he was feeling yeah, yeah. Right. and then we talked about yeah um i mean again i guess just wrapping it up the story is you know it's all right it's a good it's, it's, not, a good, it's not the best but yeah. it's not, i'm enjoying it's a, it yeah, so it's an interesting story it's a good story i think the characters are mm-hmm. interesting it'll build some hopefully some expos what is that climax climax yeah yeah all right, so we're gonna take you to one more. We got an ad. Do we have uh, an ad? Yeah, so we have an ad. I think from, we have uh, one ad from Aquafina, uh, Aquafina right? Yeah, so yeah. Aquafina. Uh, right. Today we're sponsored by Aquafina again, and uh, you know, stay hydrated, people. Stay hydrated. Pure water, perfect taste. Aquafina, get it at your local grocery store, grocery store supermarket, wherever you can find it. It's even online. Catch us next week. Uh, Catch Friday. us next week. Yes, yes, sir. Thank Definitely you for joining us. Thank you. Bye bye.